0: Hello and good morning, Alice. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
0: Absolutely fantastic. I know we're not supposed to talk about book covers and things like this, but your book covers should be posters. They should be posters that are planted oh. on people's walls. The, the simplicity, and yet there's so much energy in your book covers. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Especially when it comes to solitaire, because you've chosen colors here that embrace empowerment. You you invite readers to step into these pages because we we see the cover, we go, well, this is interesting. Let me step into this and find out. Oh, my God, it's Nick and Charlie. We've been here before.
1: Oh, that's really nice. Thank you.
0: Now, I know that the the first book was volume one. Would Solitaire uh, continue on as volume two, or how is it that you're planting this seed?
1: Um, So Solitaire was actually the book that I wrote before Heartstopper. Really? Um, So, yes. So Solitaire came first, and then I started writing Heartstopper. Um, But chronologically, Heartstopper comes first. So a little complicated.
0: hopefully mastering the voice of Tori, what was that like because I mean you can't just put a voice inside of a paragraph and not uh, you know and not physically hear her inside your imagination what what was it that 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 Tori said to you while you were creating the character?
1: I think it kind of began with just wanting a character who was so pessimistic and just had so much kind of irritation and frustration about the world around her. Um and it kind of just grew from there. Um it's a really, really fun voice to write because she is so moody and yeah. grumpy. Yeah. Um and it's kind of funny to read and funny to write, to be honest. It's um yeah, it's a very distinctive voice. Um so yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Alice, come on! I mean, I mean, the way that Tori is, is, she's she may be a pessimist, but the thing about it is, aren't we all? I mean, I I always say that I'm an optimistic pessimist, and because because I like going into those deep dark places. And yeah, the glass sometimes is half empty and not half full.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why a lot of people like relate to Tori is because everyone's got a little bit of that voice in them. Everyone can kind of. Feel that kind of anger and annoyance at, at one point. Um, Tory just is that kind of all the time. So yeah.
0: Michael Holden. Oh man, this this really puts a spin on this story.
1: Yes. Yeah. He he is um, he's kind of the polar opposite to Tory. He's so bubbly and chirpy and optimistic and quirky um, and everything that Tori isn't, really. Um, So him taking an interest in her and wanting to be friends with her really shakes up her world and makes her kind of reconsider everything she knew um, about the world around her.
0: Is this one of those moments of opposites attract, or is it that that, uh, Michael feels that, okay, I I see her her dark side or or her grumpiness, but I, I think I can fix her. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I mean, definitely a bit of opposites attractive is going on there. Um, maybe, yeah, I, I think maybe Michael does kind of feel like, you know, not, not that he can fix her. I think it's more that he sees that there is some warmth in her kind of underneath all of this sort of shield that she has around her. He knows that there is a caring person underneath all of that. Um, and he tries to encourage that
0: out of her. You know, what's really interesting about your writing, Alice, is that when you do bring in Nick and Charlie and Tori and Michael, it, it really is a true representation of where we are with the generation. Because, I mean, I can, I can read this, and then when I go to a Starbucks or I go to a store, I can go, oh, my God, Alice has this right. I, I can see everything that's going on here. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I I i'm really glad you think that um because i try really hard to make my teenage characters feel as authentic and realistic as they possibly can and for me i mean that gets harder every year as i as i get older and i i get less connected to what it's like being a teenager um but you know i wrote solitaire when i was myself a teenager so um, I do like to think that the, the sort of teenage voices in that book are quite realistic.
0: How did you do as that teenage writer? Because I've been writing all my life. I'll never forget my second grade teacher giving me a pencil and saying, if you're going to talk in class all day long, please put it on paper. I don't even want to hear your voice. Put it on the page. What, what did you go through during those growing years?
1: Um, I mean, I, it was just a fun hobby. Throughout my childhood, I... Loved writing stories um, and I would fill up notebooks, you know, just writing anything. Um, and as I got older, you know, I, I didn't even think I could really make a career out of it until I was maybe 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, it always felt like a job that was so unattainable. I just had no idea how people became authors. Um, but it, I all I knew was this. Is what I love to do the most out of everything. Um, so yeah, it, it was—it's just been my passion, I guess.
0: Do you feel like an outsider as a writer? And the reason why I bring that up is, is because nothing happens in my day until I've written first. I've got to write first, and then I can take the first step.
1: Definitely. I mean, I—everyone who knows me knows that I'm a workaholic. I am obsessed with my work, (laughs) Um, which has its positives and its negatives, Um, you know, it's, I think many creative people can probably relate to that, that when the thing you're creating is your passion, and it makes you want to get up in the morning, Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's amazing to see the words, the emotions, the excitement, everything wrapped up inside those words. Do you long form your writing, or are you sitting there at that computer?
1: I am at a computer, oh, yeah. Um, I am very much a digital person.
0: <laughs> how do you, how do you keep the perfectionist at bay then? Because, you know, the one thing I've always learned about the computer, it's too easy to go back and erase.
1: Well, I mean, I just embrace being a perfectionist, really. I'm, I'm a very big planner. Um, I, I always plan my stories very carefully. Um, and, you know, I, I do go back and edit as I'm going along. Um, I think that's just the kind of writer I am. I know there are lots of writers out there who just go for it and kind of make it up as they're going along and don't worry about editing until they've got a full draft. Um, But I love to edit as I go along. I love to have a plan. Um, That's just who I am, yeah. Yeah. Being
0: part of that webcomic world, didn't that just kind of give you an up-close and personal relationship with readers? Because, I mean, those people that are surfing the web and they want their webcomics, I mean, they want it now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of my favorite things about having a webcomic, honestly, is seeing those comments every time you upload some pages and you get an instant reaction. You get to read what they think about the story, about their theories, you know, what characters they love, what relationships they're loving. It's really fun. Just, you know, it's so different to publishing a novel where you have to write the whole thing and then you you don't know what anyone's going to think until the book is out. With a webcomic, you're getting so much feedback as you're going along. It's it's really fun.
0: Well, it's fun to live vicariously through your imagination. That that's what's really fun. And the fact that you give yourself permission to be creative because so many people are in their bedrooms, they're hiding what they're creating. But and and it's it's through people like yourself that they will say, "Hey, if 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 Alice is doing it, I'm going to take a chance on it as well."
1: Yes, absolutely. And I completely relate to those people because that literally was me as a teenager. You know, I was writing stories all through my teenage years. And I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell any of my friends. I thought it was kind of a weird hobby to have. I I didn't really want to share it with anyone. But, um, you know, I I found the courage to kind of put myself out there and send out my work. And yeah, I, I really hope that I can encourage other people to do the same.
0: Where can people go to find out more about you and to get their hands on your writing?
1: Uh, you can go to my website, com, or you can find me, Alice Oseman, on Twitter or Instagram.
0: Excellent. Please come back to this show anytime in the future. Alice, the door is always going to be open for you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Well, you be brilliant today, okay?
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'll try.